Welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Hello, this is Michael Sudhalter, host of the Horns Up Half Hour podcast, your source for all things Cedar Hill ISD. And I am here um, on the podcast, joined by new CHISD board president, Robert Riggs, and former board president, uh, Cheryl Wesley, who is a trustee with the district. So welcome to the podcast. Awesome. Thank you for having us. Oh, great, great. Yeah. So um, in terms of the transition, talk about um, how y'all have been able to do that, the transition with the new uh, board officers. It was time, Michael. Um, I'm blessed. Robert and I came on the board together in 2015. Uh, So we've served two years. I was able to uh, and privileged to be able to be the servant leader of the board for two years. Uh, And then it was just time to uh, change courses. It was time for Robert to become president of the board. He was uh, so supportive of me as vice president and not really looking to do anything different, but he was ready. Um, So I was uh, so blessed to have been able to nominate him to be the president of the board, and I'm looking forward to his leadership um, and here to support him. So not just Robert, but Gail Sims, who was our board secretary under my administration, is now vice president, and then Keisha Langford-Williams is the secretary. Um, So I'm excited as a board trustee to be able to sit back and support my newly elected officers and do whatever I can to... um, to encourage them on their journey. And it's been such a joy for the last two years to, or actually the last six years, to serve alongside of Cheryl, um, to watch her be the president, to handle the issues that came up, and to see her eloquently and graciously uh, handle and connect with students and parents. And uh, it's just been fun to be a part of the board in that way. And just now to have the opportunity to, to sit in the seat of president um, and the responsibility of making sure that the district is, you know, as trustees, we're all overseers. We are all looking to the interest of all of the students and faculty and staff. Um, but now to have that responsibility and to sit, I, it's something that uh, is daunting, but I'm excited about, and I've had a chance to watch one of the best do it, so it's fun to sit Okay, so um, yeah. in addition to that, uh, last night you all voted to approve um, the names of some uh, new facilities in the district. I know some uh, community members honored, in, uh, including one current um, employee of the district. So um, talk about those uh, new names. Well, we'll jump at it. It's um, just an incredible honor. Uh, to see 67 different names brought forward over 12 months of looking at options for how to name three incredibly important buildings for the future of Cedar Hill. And uh, all of the names that were recommended were fantastic names, and it's fun to see the history of Cedar Hill through the people that have lived and that were um, honored and recommended for those names. But the three finalists that uh, we voted on yesterday, it was just a moment of real pride as we all sat on the board and looked and knew these people and knew their history, knew their character, 
and uh, it was it was just fun to honor them. The, the first was the Lacey family. Um, the Lacey family is going to be the enrollment center that's on Beltline Road. Uh, they were the first um, African American family or children of African American descent to enter into Cedar Hill Schools. Uh, they have since been featured in a lot of articles, still active um, in their respective communities, and so it's just fantastic to be able to honor them. I'll let... Uh, yes, we're excited about that. And then the, the second one is the uh, Dr. Peggy L. Wilson um, STEM Center at that will be housed at the Collegiate Middle and High School. Um, Again, the Sim Center is going to be a separate entity in and of itself, but we're excited because Dr. Peggy, we have known her, we have loved her for so many years. She's been engaged in our community here in Cedar Hill. She was the first um, female to graduate from UT Austin, a chemistry degree, and then the first to be hired by one of our corporations here in the area. So she is STEM. She is inclusion. And we're excited to have honored her last evening as well. She has been a longtime resident of City Hill, and she has been such a proponent of our school district as well as our city. I believe she was on the city council uh, even uh, in her earlier years. So she is here, um, and we honor Dr. Peggy Wilson. And then lastly is the JoLynn Maddox Learn Teaching and Learning Center that's on um, High Point. Um, the, the school was initially West Intermediate, um, and then it's gone through a few things, but that's where our professional development center is located. The awesome thing about um, Jolene Maddox is that she has been an educator here in Cedar Hill for, I believe, 33 years. So many generations of students know her and love her. My children um, were part of her uh, when they were in school. Um, and then the fact that she is still an employee of the district. JoLynn is not going anywhere. She is an instructional specialist. She has been teacher of the year. She is the kind of educator that everyone aspires to be, and yet she's so humble. So we're excited to have learned, to have named the Teaching and Learning Center in her honor. So last night was just phenomenal that we could honor the, the Lacey family, Dr. Peggy Wilson and JoLynn Maddox. It, it is really something. There was just a time on the board to sit down and um, just think of the people that we have been able to name the buildings and facilities for. My first time to do that was the Ken Lewis Center uh, on Belline Road, and then these three from last night, and I think culminating with uh, someone that has been a teacher for us for over 32 years and now has moved into teaching teachers uh, in our district. And, and to know that we can honor them by naming facilities um, paid for by our taxpayers, people of great character, of um, just people we want to put forward for our students um, to strive to be like. And uh, it's just an incredible honor to be able to do that. And um, I'm just thankful for all those people that contributed names, that offered suggestions. Um, we really appreciate the community's input and partnership with us in that. Okay, yeah, that was a lot of um, amazing honors for those people and as well as their uh, families as well to see, um, you know, their hard work and um, dedication get recognized. Um, so I know last night you had a chance to meet the new principal of 
Collegiate Prep Elementary School, which is Dr. Xavier Lewis. So talk about what it was like to, um, you know, meet him for the first time. Well, you may have met him before, but the first time at a um, board meeting. Yeah, that was actually our first time meeting him. We approved of his recommendation last month, I believe. Um, so to me, Dr. Xavier Lewis in person was, was a thrill for us. Um, we, uh, I think the exciting thing about the board now, we don't see them and talk to them prior to our uh, acceptance or rejection. We go strictly on credentials. And so he has proven himself to be an educator in various capacities. And the thing that um, really encouraged me uh, with him is the fact that he has worked with all levels of students with the NASA program and those who desire to be educators. So he has curriculum that's been utilized all over the country because of his um, experience there uh, with, with the NASA program. And I think we're excited to have him here because he's bringing that with him. Um, we are a STEAM, a STEM um, kind of district and we want to incorporate our sciences to all of our students. So for him to be at Collegiate um, Prep is an exciting thing. You know, this is a new position in terms of one person just being over the Prep Elementary. In the past, we had one person who was overseer of Prep Elementary, Middle, and High School. Um, so administration recommended and we agreed that we needed a principal just for that campus. So we're excited that he's coming. Uh, he came last night with family members and with his grandmother. Uh, and some teachers from the district. So that was really neat to see as well. And he seems excited to be a part of Cedar Hill Longhorn. So we're excited to see him and we're looking forward to, to seeing what he's gonna do for our students in this district. Okay, and then next is the um, CFO, uh, Gilberto uh, Prado, gave an uh, update on the budget for the proposed budget. So uh, what can you tell me about that? Well, the, the budget process that we go through actually starts probably back in February timeframe where we begin and it actually sends all the way through till September uh, when we finish and finally present the tax uh, um, assessments and uh, all the formulas are calculated and everything's finished up. And so last night uh, we saw what has probably been our fourth in-depth time to look at the budget and over the past several months, we've been making refinements and uh, giving direction to the superintendent. The superintendent and the CFO have been working with the principals and the rest of the chiefs and directors to, to really put forward a budget that will help focus on student growth and to look at academic performance. Um, this has been one of the most difficult years that I think we've had to deal with um, uh, COVID sent a lot of our students and kept them home uh, for a long time. So teachers were having to deal with both virtual and in-person students. Some of our students, just like most districts in Texas, many actually didn't come back and, and we lost a certain percentage. And to make a budget for this next year, I'm trying to estimate what portion of those students will be brought back in um, how will other districts that are open and in our neighborhood, will we, will students of ours come from those districts and will we grow as a result of that? Um, just trying to balance all of that ahead of time uh, is, is a real challenge. Um, the state legislature also just finished up 
their regular sessions. It looks like they're going to be called back into special sessions in October by the governor. And um, so the laws are changing even as we're dealing with budgets right up until the, um, the, the House and the Senate took their summer breaks. And that was just a couple weeks ago. Um, then you add on to that all of the special federal funding that came into the states as a part of the COVID relief programs. And all of those items affect the budget. And so I know it was quite a challenge. I think our business office did a fantastic job of adjusting uh, to the circumstances. And partway through the year, we had a difficult decision when we had students that could not be on campus in last June. We made the call to um, send, get a device to buy a computer for every um, student and for every teacher. And that was a million four hundred thousand dollar commitment that the board made to go into fund balance to recognize this was an emergency and we had to do it. And then we've seen as those um, funds came available from government funding from the federal government, we actually didn't have to go into fund balance. Uh, and then to see how even all of the adjustments for transportation was cut down and other expenses were higher and especially our food service to, to provide um, food for our families that were not able to attend schools. And just all of those channels of, of income and expense and to finish the year with a surplus, a very small surplus, but still a surplus, and to, and to have a budget that's approved for next year that's a, a, a right at break even, just slightly under, um, is something that we're really proud of. And, and I know a ton of effort went into that, a lot of meetings, uh, a lot of sweat from the from the, um, the business office and the finance group, and just really appreciate all the work that Mr. Prado and his team did. Okay, great. And then um, I know, in addition to obviously the the budgetary portion of coming back from COVID, um, the district is you know coming back from teachers. Um, scholars and then we recently started a new event that kind of helps with that it's going to be on in the summer every week every wednesday except for um july 7th when the district will be closed that week but it'll be every week and it's called longhorn help and help stands for for uh, heal yep. engage learn and play heal engage learn and play and um those things are very crucial to the um you know getting back from COVID. So I know, um, Trustee Wesley, you had a chance to attend the first of these uh, events. I did, and it was, it was such a blessing to be able to be out there. It was hot. I have to admit, it was hot at Virginia Weaver, but the families were there. Um, they were excited, and it's about connection. You know, we talk about uh, in the city the Cedar Hill way. And so for our administrators to approve of staff, I believe it was the, the Mohan ambassadors and others who really wanted to engage our communities, wanted to remind our scholars that they're still a part of a family, a family who wants uh, to be a part of who they are, want to be a part of playing with them and encouraging them and teaching them even during fun times. Uh, there were a lot of STEM activities that were available. We had vendors who were there. We had people from the Dallas Mavericks Foundation 
uh, the Dallas Wings Foundation uh, just to talk to the kids. We had, uh, I want to say, mariachi dancers and uh, all kind of activities that the children could be a part of. Um, and it was fun. It was fun filled. It was very um, intentional um, to say, hey, here's, here's your family, um, your community, and we're here to remind you that you're valuable, that you're smart, and we're going to encourage you to do some reading during the summer, to do some other activities that will continue to allow you to grow academically. And we can do it in a fun time way. Uh, Superintendent, Assistant Superintendent uh, Talis Graham was a DJ. And I laughed at him, but I think somewhere along the way he believes that he was a DJ. So he was there with his uh, suit shirt on, buttoned up all the way, and his tie. But he was viewing out those hits. Uh, parents were, you know, finding shade trees or out there dancing. And the thing that I love too is that we had a lot of our scholars, not scholars, a lot of our teachers who were giving up, up their time on a Saturday. We had these ambassadors for the different campuses out there engaging with our families. We had our Officer Bilo there um, and a couple other officers. You know, so it was just a good feel to see the people come together. Uh, and then you're right, they're going to do this throughout the summer. So we want to encourage people who may be listening to come and partake of those festivities to get to know the teachers in a really relaxed environment. And not just the teachers, but other administrators who are there, uh, board members who show up to answer any kind of questions you may have. Um, there's free refreshments also that were made available. Uh, so it was a good time. It was, it was a really good time. I just want to encourage everybody to hydrate before you go. Uh, they do have water. There's well and snow cones. Okay. Well, great. And um, we're looking forward to those events um, for sure. the rest of this month and then... Uh, next month as well. Yes. And um, yes. thank you both for um, coming on to the podcast. So we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Michael, thank you. Thank you for uh, coordinating and shepherding us through this. We're glad to be here and glad to be a part. Yes. Thank you for the invitation, Michael. All right. Thank you.